بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله الله العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد session in this semester and this year. So this is the last of different things. And I hope, inshallah, what we discussed was useful and Allah will inspire us to understand more, inshallah. Uh, inshallah, we will continue this discussion next year. Islamic ethics. What we said about Haq uh, was that first of all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that He is Al Haq. He is the true or the truth, He is the absolute truth. And we talked about this. Alhamdulillah, we talked about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. What does that mean? And we also explained that because Allah has created this world, so this world is resistant against battle, against falsehood. Battle can can catch eyes but it's not going to remain it's not going to endure we mentioned uh, some points from the Quran for example we gave the example of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, saying Haq and Batil is that the rain which comes and then flows and then there are bubbles on the surface they will cover completely the surface of water but they are not going to remain but when it comes to Haq instead of saying Ammal Haqqo says which means that haq has a sign haq is useful haq is beneficial battle is harmful battle is something like a poison but maybe decorated okay like some of these you know junk food this is but maybe looks tasty maybe catches your eye, but it's harmful. Haq is something which is useful. 
Uh, also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, in other verses the same point. I want to add two more verses to what we said last week. For example, uh, there are more, just two more samples. There are more. A'udhu billahi min shaitan rajeem wa qul ja'al haqq wa zahaq al-baatil inna al-baatil kana zahuq Till the truth has come and the false or falsehood has gone. Okay. Up to here, maybe you think that this is one incident. It doesn't mean that it has to be always the case. But then Allah says, this is actually a rule. This part shows that this was not one separate scattered incident. This is a norm. Truly, falsehood is something that cannot survive, cannot remain, cannot endure. In chapter 21, verse 18, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is after verse 17, which we discussed it sometime in Aqaid. We talked about this uh, when we talked about Allah's attributes. Uh, after that verse, Allah says, With the truth, we hit on bottom and falsehood, and then truth or hat is going to overcome and to ruin the falsehood then you see bottom is going away then Allah says woe to you for what you describe and attribute to God so again the same thing when there is a conflict between Haq and Batil, for sure Haq can overcome Batil. Like what? Like when there is conflict between light and darkness, which one is going to be victorious? Light. light. Even a little light can overcome darkness. There is no chance that darkness covers the light. Okay? So, this is the nature of hap and water. Then, after this point, that Allah has created this world, so the world is resistant against bottle and bottle cannot endure, uh, we talked about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also has provided us with guidance. And that is a path towards Haq. Al-Huda means guidance. The Deen al-Haq means path towards the truth. We interpreted this ayah as reflection on Huwa alladhi arsala rasoolahu bil-Huda wa Deen al-Haq liyudhirhu ala al-Deen al-Haq. We said 
This is Deen al-Haq, not Ad-Deen al-Haq. This is religion of truth, not true religion. Okay, religion of truth, which means that this is the path towards the truth. Deen is path. This Deen is a way to get to your aims and objectives. So this religion, which is the religion of submission to God, submission to truth, is at the service of truth. All the prophets brought the path towards the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this point in different ways. Or you can say, look at it, looks at it from different angles. For example, Allah says He has sent messengers Bilhaq. I give you just some examples. There are more. In Surah Baqarah, verse 119. Truly, we have sent you Bilhaq. Chapter 2, 119. Means you have been sent as a messenger with full commitment to truth. What does it mean? It means that your mission is based on truth. The reason I am sending you, the reason I have chosen you, what you are going to do, everything is at the service of truth. Bashiran wanadiran as a warner which warns when people disregard the truth. Nadir. And as a giver of good news, Bashir when people observe the truth. Bashiran gives the Bashara and Nadiran gives the warning. You are not going to be questioned about those who go to hell. It means that they are responsible and they have to answer for what they have done. Yeah? If you try your best to help people and they don't listen, they don't appreciate, indeed they fight you, you are not going to be responsible. Chapter 4, verse 117. Chapter 4, verse 117. Here it can mean he has brought al-haq from your Lord if you take this ba as by ta'adiyyat. Okay? Ja'akum bilhaq means has brought the truth, which means the Quran. Or it can mean ja'ak truthfully, like anna arsadnaka bilhaq. 
In any case, it means that this mission is at the service of truth. The message is truth. The prophet is sent for truth. About sending the books, it's again the same thing. This is because Allah has sent the book Belhaq, truthfully. Same chapter? No, chapter 2, verse 176. Verse 2, uh, sorry, verse uh, 176 of Surah Baqarah, chapter 2. Or chapter 3, verse 3. نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكَ الْكِتَابَ بِالْحَقِّ Allah has sent the book to you, بِالْحَقِّ So, Allah has sent the Prophet, بِالْحَقِّ Allah has sent the books, like Quran, بِالْحَقِّ Is it clear? Even sometimes Allah, instead of saying we have sent the book, بِالْحَقِّ He says we recite these verses to you, Belhaq. Like chapter 3, verse 108. And to summarize everything, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that this is very beautiful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. وَبِالْحَقِّ أَنزَلْنَاهُ وَبِالْحَقِّ نَزَلْنَا وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا مُبَشِّرًا وَالنَّذِيرًا Chapter 17, verse 105. بِالْحَقِّ أَنزَلْنَاهُ It means that this message, this revelation, this book departed from the knowledge of Allah, from Lohi Mahfuz, بِالْحَقِّ it came down, Belhaq. Of course, in the discussion about the Quran that we had uh, some years back, and inshallah we are going also to have a course next semester on Quran, uh, we explain this idea that when we say Quran you know, descends, it doesn't mean that the Quran leaves the position that it had. So it's not really a kind of departure. It comes down without leaving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inshallah we'll explain this. So it's not like rain yeah. that when it comes down from the sky, it's no longer in the sky. Yeah? Quran when it comes down from heaven, it's not like rain. Rain comes down, so it's not there. But Quran comes down and still it's there. And this is why the Qur'an can connect us to Allah. This is why Qur'an is hable mamdud. Okay, it's extended rope. So we will explain this. So the concept of nuzul here is different from nuzul of rain. So this revelation has started when it was with Allah, and it is still with Allah, when I say it was, it's still, it is the case. This kana is not the sense of past tense, it's subut. When it was with Allah, it was bilhaq. And when it was sent down, 
in this process also it came down Belhak. Belhak anzalnah wa belhak nazal. These two things sometimes can be separated from each other. Don't think that they always come together. In the case of Allah and Quran, they are together, but sometimes they are not together. Like what? Like, for example, maybe a person gives a true message with good intention. Everything is perfect. But when the message is sent in this process, the person who was involved maybe forget something, maybe, for example, uh, changes, maybe misunderstands. So the message is sent perfectly, but when it was delivered, it was not perfect. Okay? So this happens to us in human relations, it happens many times. Actually, I have, because of, you know, some experience, I think it's very difficult to send a message verbally and it will be delivered exactly as we want it. It's very difficult. Sometimes they put too much emphasis, sometimes you know, they change the word, you know, so you have to be very careful. In the case of Quran, no, so Nothing changed, nothing went wrong, exactly as Allah wanted, the message came down. In chapter 16, verse 102, Allah subhanahu So, who was in between between enzal and reception when it was sent up, down and then it was received ruhul qudus the holy spirit brought it down bilhaq truthfully so that Allah would keep intact and strong the believers, the heart of the believers, of course it means the hearts of the believers, and the guidance and good news for those who submit. So the message came truthfully, brought down truthfully, delivered and received by the Prophet truthfully, and now it's the job of the Prophet. The Prophet also has to deliver this truthfully. The Prophet is not going to do anything other than passing on the message exactly as Allah wanted. Had he created, fabricated some word and attributed to us, he would have seized him with right hand in power and cut off his wing. And no one can stop. 
this, this refers to the prophet, but this is a message for everyone. Yeah, this is uh, what we say in Farsi. We speak to the door so that the wall understands. Okay. Sometimes you know you say something to someone, but you want everyone to understand. This is in also in Arabic. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, even the Prophet, who is my, my most beloved servant, if he wants to do a little change, we have no you know patience. We are going to destroy him. So the Prophet also delivers the message truthfully. There are many verses in the Quran about not attributing anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is not haq. For example, in chapter 7, verse 107, uh, sorry, uh, verse 105, uh, Prophet Musa said, Haqiqun Allah aqul ala Allah illa al-haq. Haqiqun alayya. It means that what is reasonable for me to do, what is uh, justified for me, maybe justified is a good term, what is justified for me to do is not to say anything about Allah not other than the truth. I have brought you a clear sign from your Lord. So send me with me the Israelites. Send them with me. Musa as per own to release Bani Israel. So he says, It means that there is no reason, there is no justification. There's no explanation why I should say anything other than truth. When I'm speaking as a messenger of God, I'm not adding anything from myself. I'm not hiding anything. Anything is exactly as Allah wanted. Chapter 6, verse 93. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُوا مِمَّنِ عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا who is more unjust than the one who attributes a lie to Allah? What does it mean? It means he says something that Allah has not said. For example, about religion, about revelation. You know, in the months of Ramadan, this causes fasting to become void and has great kafar. But this is not only in the months of Ramadan. It's always the case. But in the months of Ramadan, it's as a kind of uh, period for practicing. We have to be very careful. If we are not even sure, we should not answer, let alone if you are sure that this is wrong. Sometimes, you know, people ask you a question, 
you feel shy and embarrassed to say, I don't know, I have to check. But it's not good to just say, you have to be sure. If you are not sure, say, I don't know, I have to ask, I have to check. I can you know, let, tell you later, because this is a great zulm. وَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِمَّنْ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ كَذِبًا أَوْ قَالَ أُوْحِيَ إِلَيَّ وَلَمْ يُوْحَ إِلَيْهِ شَيْءٌ Oh, he says, it has been revealed to me, but nothing has been revealed to him. وَمَنْ قَالَ سَأُنْزِلُ مِثْلَ مَا أَنْزَلَ اللَّهِ Or he says, I am revealing, sending down like what Allah has sent. I can... Give the same message like Quran. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what happens to these people and the punishment that they would have. And it's all بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ غَيْرَ الْحَقِّ All this punishment is because of what you have been saying. And attributing to Allah, which was not haq. So, message has come from Allah truthfully, brought down by Holy Spirit truthfully, received by the Prophet truthfully, and delivered truthfully. So, so far everything is perfect. All the problems start from this point, when prophets give the message to people, the way people treat the message can be problematic. The, up to prophets, it's okay. After that, we have problems. So there are several problems that may happen. One is, They don't accept the truth. Some people, although they are aware, they don't want to submit. They denied Allah's verses or signs or communications, ayat, while they were certain. Why? Because of zulm, because of injustice, because of arrogance, ulubhan. Okay? So this is one problem that people, Quran has many examples of this, that people unfortunately didn't want to accept the truth. One of the psychological issues also here is that sometimes people they don't expressly reject the truth, but they develop doubts, unnecessary doubts about the truth. This is a problem also. You know, sometimes when you don't want to do something, then maybe unconsciously you start doubting. Okay? For example, you know that something is harmful, 
But in order to do it, you try to question harmfulness of it. Okay? Sometimes you know something is useful, but you don't want to commit yourself, so you question its usefulness. Okay? This is a very important psychological point. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, chapter 2, verse 147. Truth is from your Lord. Don't be one of those people who unnecessarily doubt. These are the people who have, you know, sometimes a person has doubt and this doubt is justified. He just needs more investigation, more study. He needs, you know, to be given time so that he asks, he thinks, and he then makes up his mind. But sometimes, no, it's not a matter of not knowing the truth. It's a matter of having difficulty with coping with the truth. You know, sometimes I don't know whether it is true or not. Sometimes I cannot cope with the truth. If I cannot cope with the truth, then one of the responses is this. Some people reject. Some people don't reject clearly. They start developing doubts. Okay? Verse 60 of chapter 3 is very similar. The previous verse was This is You know the difference? What is the difference between and Takunanna is also similar. Ah, one is with Nuna Ta'akid. Yeah, both of them are Nahi, prohibition, Nahi. But one is with emphasis, one is without emphasis. Fala takun minal mumtarin, fala takunanna minal Okay, this is one point. Another response is how many responses we said so far? Rejection, doubting, three. Sometimes people try to cover the truth with bottle. Okay? They try to hide it. For example, Surah Baqarah verse 42. وَلَا تَلْبِسُ الْحَقَّ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَتَكْتُمُ الْحَقَّ وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ Do not cover the truth with falsehood and hide or conceal the truth while you know. Okay? So, you may ask, should we always express al-haq? Do we have a general principle that we should always express haq, declare haq, 
everything that we know we should say it yeah. we don't have this general principle that everything which is hack should be expressed some of the truth should be kept secret yeah like for example maybe there is something secret that a person a friend has told me confidentially I should keep it or for example if someone has committed a sin it should be between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He shouldn't tell people. Okay? Or sometimes I told you, for example, something is haq, like a mother who has just lost his, her child. If you say it, she may have heart attack. So we don't have this concept that all the time you should tell the truth, accept, express the truth without considering all other moral points. But, here the idea is to cover the truth, hide the truth, not because of a moral responsibility. Sometimes I have to accept the truth, but maybe I am not able to sh share it. It's confidential. This is different from this concept of hiding the truth with bottle. Okay? So sometimes you are a truthful person. You really love truth. But you feel that it's a time, it's a situation, it's a gathering, it's an environment that you cannot tell the truth. But you are a truthful person. Sometimes you have problem with truth, with hack, and you are hiding hack with bottle. This is different. So you should make clear distinction between the two. Okay. So this ayah doesn't give justification to some people who want to say everything in their satellite you know, channels. They say, oh, we have to tell the truth. Even if what you say is true, because some of the things they say might not be true, but even if they are true, we don't have this principle that everything which is true has to be said. Yeah? What is Quran telling us is to hide the truth with bottle, cover the truth with bottle, in the sense that you have no concern for haq. You don't want to commit yourself to haq. This is different from a person who loves the truth, believes in the truth, and serves the truth, but for the sake of truth, he tries to observe when to say, how to say, to whom he should say. Okay? Another ayah is verse 146 of chapter 2. Some of them, Allah doesn't say all of them. Allah says, Some of them, they hide the truth while they know. So this is the same concept of hiding the truth. 
Another response is غلوف. Sometimes people exaggerate. This is also a problem. In chapter 4, verse 171. 171 of chapter 4. Ya ahl al la fi illa al Oh, don't, oh, people of the book, don't exaggerate. Don't become zealots in your religion. Don't say anything about Allah or you know, attribute anything to Allah except Al-Haq. La taqulu ala Allah illa al-Haq. Innama al-Masih Isa ibn Maryam Rasulullah. The Christ, Jesus, the son of Mary, is a messenger of God. So, this is again a type of response to truth. They exaggerate. So there is some element of truth, but then they go beyond. They go further and say something that is bottom, something which is not true. Verse 77 of chapter 5. The same thing. In your religion, don't exaggerate and say something other than haq. Do not follow the whims, the desires of those who have been misguided and then misguided many people and they have gone away, astray from the middle path, from the true path, the right path. So this is also something that we have to be careful. When you believe in haq, don't exaggerate. Don't add something to it. Okay? Haq is good, but if you add to it, then it becomes a problem. Okay? So this is another response. The proper response to haq is what, inshallah, we are going to discuss. Inshallah, I think it will be next semester, next year, inshallah. And inshallah, what we are going to do is I am going, inshallah, bismillah, to explain how different virtues can be drawn from proper response to haq. Inshallah, we are going to explain, for example, how 
Generosity, it comes from truthfulness. How bravery comes from truthfulness. How kindness comes, how love, inshallah, as we are going to explain that it's an ambitious project, but inshallah, you'll do it, inshallah. So we leave this aside to complete this discussion. One of the things that Quran says about Haq is that Allah's promises are Haq. For example, verse 44 of chapter 7. People of heaven call people of fire. So it means that there is some kind of communication. Okay? The people of heaven call the people of hell. What do they say? They say, "And wajadna ma wa'ada Rabbuna, ma wa'adana Rabbuna haqqa. We have found what our Lord promised us to be true. Fahal wajadtum ma wa'ada Rabbukum haqqa. Have you also found what your Lord promised you to be true? So it means that the promise of Allah is true. Or for example, verse 122 of chapter 4. After Allah says that how those who have faith and do righteous deeds, they enter heaven, gardens that rivers flow underneath and you know they will be there forever Allah says Va'dallahi haqqa. this is the true promise of God who is more truthful than Allah in his word who is more truthful so this this is of course again this just two samples so Allah's promises are true. The judgment on the day of judgment is also bilhaq. On the day of judgment, everything is bilhaq. For example, verse 8 of chapter 7. When they measure on the day of judgment good deeds, bad deeds, no one would be dealt unjustly. No one would be able to bribe and say, you know, I have little amal, but you know, I want to bribe, you know, make it more for me. Or, you know, I give some money, you know, please remove my, you know, bad amal. <laughs> Everything is belhaq. Okay? Okay? <laughs> Those whose scales are heavy, these are the people who will be happy. Maybe one also sign of measuring and judging being based on truth is actually the same point. 
that bad deeds have no weight. You know this scale that Allah uses on the Day of Judgment is not like what some people think. That it has two... What then? Yeah. Uh, pens or something else that they use? A scale. And two sides, okay? That you put, for example, something on one side and then another thing on the other side and you weigh. No, this is not like this. It's not that they put your good actions in one side and bad actions on the other side. Everything that you have will be weighed together. Some people, their scale is heavy, some is empty. Those who are empty means that they don't have good. Bad has no weight. You know? Bad has no weight. Bad is just like void. We have two expressions in the Quran. Those whose scale is heavy, it means that they have something good. You have good akhlaq, you have good a'mal. But if you have bad akhlaq, if you have bad a'mal, your scale is empty. But when I say empty, don't say, Alhamdulillah, at least it's empty. No, it can be minus. Because empty doesn't mean zero. Empty can be minus. Okay? Don't say, okay, so no matter how much bad we do, it's empty, zero. No. Empty can be, you know, a person who has no money is not necessarily he has zero money. A person who has no money, maybe one million pounds in debt, maybe one billion pounds in debt. Okay? So, then you have to work hard to go through hardship, maybe punishment, so that you make yourself zero. <laughs> so, no one should take this as a kind of, you know, advantage. Oh, Alhamdulillah, we are at least zero. No. <laughs> so, haq is the only thing which exists. So, perhaps one manifestation of this is also that a'mal which are salih righteous deeds virtuous traits of character they have weight other things have no weight they have no significance they can harm but have no significance you understand the difference they don't give you any credit but they can cause lots of problems Okay? So, this is also another thing that Allah says about the Day of Judgment. So, inshallah, what we will do is we will try to expand what does it require to give proper response to truth. And we want to see how this proper response to truth, which we call it truthfulness, can bring all other good virtues, inshallah. So this would be our project for, inshallah, next semester. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to understand the truth, commit ourselves to the truth with joy, even 
If you commit yourself to truth, you know, with feeling pain, it's not good. You should commit yourself to truth with joy, with pleasure, with honor, and then inshallah reflect the truth. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all that. وَمَا ذَلِكَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ